How are you today? Well, I'm just fantastic. I was enjoying listening to your previous releases and all the wonderful guests that you've had on. How awesome for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure to have you on. You've been doing a lot of things since you left wrestling, but take me back a little bit. Um, where where did you grow up at, and um, how did you find your passion in music? Oh, how sweet for you. I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, so there was tons of... Uh, Tons of really amazing wrestlers, even in my even in my backyard. Uh, Kurt Hennig was like literally just down the block for me, and uh, Ivan Putski and Jesse the Body. Like it really was a a hot spot for for wrestlers. So I, I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, sitting on my my grandmother's lap, watching watching her and Ganya and <laughs> So yeah, it was fun. Uh, so you're a Midwest girl, so you know you had you know you had to find something to do, especially in Minnesota, right? To have fun. I never had to find anything to do, sweetie. Nope. I was a busy, busy kid. Three years old, <laughs> I was working. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> At three years old, that's amazing. Yes, yes. Oh. Ready to go. <laughs> oh. Um, how did you first get involved with TNA back in the days? Well, I was doing the music thing full-time, and the music entertainment lawyer that I had was working with the Jarrett's with this new NWA TV promotion mm-hmm. out of Hendersonville, Hendersonville, Tennessee, and she said they are looking for a backstage interviewer with no wrestling experience so that it's different than the normal girl that they have doing that, and would you be interested? And of course... I was very interested, but it was not that easy to get the job. I, have, I had to really, really work hard for it and jump through a lot of hoops. I haven't really told that part of the story before, but yeah, I had to really, really um, bust the tail to get that position. Did you meet a lot of friends when you got in, involved in it, or you was just strictly to yourself? I met great friends. I met so many wonderful people. I met some... It, am I allowed to swear on this? Of course, you can say whatever you want. Oh, no, I didn't know. I met a lot of assholes that were not, I mean, the wrestlers actually treated me, the workers treated me really, really well. Um, but there's just so many dickheads that are attracted to that life and field, and, you know, they kind of get their little barnacles attached to everything. <laughs> so, I, I wasn't, like, there, there was a lot of guys, though, that, I would still call friends today like they've done nothing wrong to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they have to many other people. But, no, I still have friends today. Um, I probably didn't even know how good of a friend they would be till later on. And then the proof is always in the pudding, and I'm not a great word person. I'm like, you know, what, what are your actions saying? And, I mean, there's been people like, you know, Felix Skipper who came out of the woodwork and when I had, you know, a supporter, hate the word fans, funding, you know, Indiegogo, Kickstarters, like, I can think of Chris Daniels, um, so many of the guys 
that would just come out and support anything that I was doing. That's a big deal. I don't have to do anything. I don't see them anymore. Um, I'm doing some things with uh, Jay Stevens now with Arcadian Wrestling and his partner, uh, Leah, from Guppy's Bail Bonds. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman. They're running a really, really amazing promotion in Middle Tennessee. It's just badass. So, I mean, I still get to see my And Chase was always so good to me. So good to me. Um, I did some of the photography, some of the graphics for their promotion. And now I, I show up and sing the National Anthem and, and participate in other ways. So it's really, really fun. I Trinity, Stephanie, she's amazing. I still talk to her a lot. And now, with the Arcadian Wrestling, um, I'm able to meet God, and that's the coolest chick here today. I don't even know how to pronounce her last name. She'd kill me, but her name is Tracy. Yeah. She goes by, like, the, the Island Grit Girl. Like, how do you pronounce her last name? She'd kill me for saying that. Oh, Tracy Taylor, the Island Girl? Oh, yeah, but, okay, she's got a couple of, she's got 50,000 pages out there, Tracy. Yeah. yeah. She is just, like, you don't really meet a lot of, um, you don't meet a lot of people, like, that high of quality anywhere in the world. Actually, the wrestling world. So <laughs> yeah. it's just like an added gem. Yeah. Um, if you're listening tonight, go find it. Tracy Taylor, and she's got a million pages. Go like them all. Just go do something nice for somebody and not be a douchebag. But if you had a douchey day and you're kind of a dickhead, then go like Tracy Taylor's pages. That's a good deed for the day. Uh-huh. She's fantastic. So, like, just really great quality talent that you're bringing to that promotion and let me, you know, be involved with wrestling. Um, you say you met like a lot of dickheads. Um, name a few. Do you have a few names that are who are total a holes? I would not name a few because <laughs> you know what? They're not even. They're not even worth my time. I'd much rather talk about. I'd much rather talk about um something positive because I because you'll know by not not who I'm not talking about. Like I could just name all these great people and then I'll just leave them out. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Really, oh. you know, I think about that. I thought about that last night when I was on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so I really thought, you know what, I'm going to go off on a bunch of pieces of shit since I'm shitting. And then I thought, I started to type off this, cut this promo on Facebook. And I was like, why am I even wasting my time? Why am I even giving them any any energy at all when they're not even worth what I'm flushing? So I just went and liked a bunch of Tracy Taylor stuff while I was on the toilet. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's a story. That's a shoot. I love it. I love. I love. I love your your aura. I love it. I love the shoot. I love it. You provided a lot of vocals for a number of TNA performers like Tara, Dixie Carter, of course, Winter, and a host of others. Which was was which one was your most favorite theme? Now, are you talking about entrance music? Yes, the entrance music's. Yes, the entrance. So theme. there's a lot of there's a lot of entrance music that I'm credited for. That yes, not me. What? Yeah, and I can't say like. Some of it's not flattering. <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? Anyway, yeah. I'm totally serious. I have to listen to this stuff thinking, oh my God, people think this is me. It's not. Um, if it's good, it's just, just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Not really. Um, <laughs> you go to goldilocks.com and that's G-O-L-D-Y, L-O-C-K-S, or goldilocksband.com. There's like a whole CNA section. Some of the videos have been removed just because I think they're going through different, um, legal things with YouTube of what they're going to put out and charge for and monetize. But I did Dixies. I did a lot of Trinities. Um, I did some of 
like winters that would be like cut in with me and then some other girl and I think people thought like that it was me the whole time. She did a nice job too. Um, there's just, it, you can kind of tell if it's just some raspy rocker chick then that's me. And if yeah. it's not, then it's not me. Yeah, that's it. But I, I wrote a lot of them, which was really fun and really cool, and sang a lot of them. And now I'm singing a lot of things for different movies. And, and um, I got on Espanol Zambian, which is really cool, and other languages, and it's fun. And, you know, the goal is to get back on TV sooner than later, which I've got a bunch of deals just kind of sitting on the table marinating, which is great. And then to get that original music out there as much as possible, like that's the fun part about it, to custom write great things for great projects. And the music you do, tell the people about the music that you do. Well, it is rock. Yes. Sometimes it means a little bit more pop, a little bit more happy. I'm a pretty happy cat. Can't help it. That's what I crap <laughs> out from happy cat. I mean, check us out on, on iTunes. Totally lost. Buy one for 99 cents. You know what? I'm going to tell you what. If anybody listening actually can exert enough effort to, um, to, uh, to find me on Twitter, which is just Goldilocks Ross, or Goldie Nose, find me on Twitter. Find me on Instagram, Goldilocks Ross. Um, find me and, and give me a like and say, hey, I heard you tonight and uh, put over this broadcast. I'll send you a free download. Send you a Something fun, even from the, the TNA days. That would be really a really great gift to uh, to send out in exchange. I'd be happy to do that. So there you go. Instead of a, a free hamburger, value fries, or whatever people eat these days, I'm pretty clean here. I will send you a free download, but you gotta go work for it. You gotta go like a few pages. Yeah. Um, speaking of charity work, you do a lot of charity work and spend a lot of time on social media encouraging people. What is it about? Um, giving back, that means so much to you. You know what, that's so sweet, and that's such a nice, like, politically correct way of saying, like, giving back. But I mean, like, seriously, what the crap are you even giving back? Like, it, uh, and you're being very politically awesome. So thank you. But uh, honestly, God, like, why can't everybody just, it shouldn't even be, like, doing what I do is, like, it's not bare minimum, but it, it should be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it should just be, like, a no, no-brainer to just, to just wake up and do as much stuff for somebody else that you can. And, like, I struggle. Like, I don't, I get criticized. For, people criticize me all the time because they have nothing better to do. Um, they criticize me for being in too good of a mood or too happy. A little bit of sunshine. You know, I'm sorry that I'm not cutting my wrist like you are, but <laughs> I struggle with depression, which you'd never know because I plow through it by doing my best to try to put somebody else over or trying to realize that there's somebody that's got it so much worse than I could possibly even imagine. And, um, you know, I do a lot, I, I speak to children. I do a lot of um, speaking with, with DARE, Minnesota DARE, DARE America. Um, I speak to people in chemical dependency centers, even though I've never done a drug in my life. I've never smoked a cigarette. I don't drink alcohol. Why? Because I just, it's not my thing. I'm not going to judge you for it, but why am I qualified to go talk to a bunch of, you know, people or kids in a last chance school is because cause I'm a happy bitch. And maybe there's something about what I figured out and discovered getting out of the hood, getting out of the bad neighborhood that I was that I, I was born in. You know, maybe there's something that I can share with you 
that might light a spark under your ass or help you out the same way that many people have helped me out when I was really down and out and depressed and had hard times. So that's, I do a lot of speaking to people. Um, I do a lot of things with licensing music out for cancer or breast cancer or um, homeless or domestic violence survivors or you name it. If somebody's been crapped on, I just think it's, it's a no-brainer to, to do everything that we can to help out because so many of us have it so good, so good. And even on our worst day, there's just somebody out there that's just that, and you know it. So cheer up, fuck up, and keep your head up. That's yeah. what I say. No, but you should get credit for that because not everybody thinks like that and not everybody contributes. So, you know, I just want to say thank you, though. You actually... Well, they should. You know. I appreciate that, but there are so many people that I could just... I would love to even hold a candle to. Um, and I don't say fans. I say supporters. Mm-hmm. And some of the supporters that I have are just... They're just ridiculous. Like, there's one girl forever in a day that... Um, I assumed she was a big animal lover, which she is, and I assumed she had all these horses because her profile picture was a horse. And I'm like, who's this horse head? <laughs> and so they just called her horse head Laura. And, you know, little do I know, like, she behind the scenes is doing, like, all this wonderful stuff for me and the band. And horse head Laura doesn't even own a horse. And I, you know, I presented her with this lovely horse shirt once at a show, and she's like, I don't even have a horse. I'm like, then why is your profile girl? But I'm just saying my complaint is about horse and blah. Because there's all these wonderful people out there that dedicate their whole lives to, like, volunteering or helping the blind. Or, you know what I mean? They're disabled and they're helping the blind. And they do so much. And then, you know, there's just certain celebrities out there. I won't name any. Um, that it just seems like their entire existence is like, you know, what angle of a selfie can I do today? So, <laughs> I'm not perfect. I'm always working on fixing things every day. I'm just saying be gracious and be grateful for everything that we all have because it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, who is your biggest inspiration in life? In life? Yes. I'm going to say from Horsehead Laura. Horsehead Laura and I kind of have the same inspiration as Mother Teresa. Wow. Um, Mother, like, I'm some freaking saint. Um, Mother Teresa was just so badass and humble, and she um, she did a lot of things that people didn't know about, and she was, she's like a vigilante. She just, like, plowed through stuff. Her whole life was to do for others. She um, she had, I guess, I think she did three pair, three outfits, like one to wear, one to wash, and one for special occasions. Um I just, everything I've ever read or studied, she wouldn't attend, like, any, you just think, you know what, we could learn something from that chick. Um, all these people and all these things, they're, they're rallying and they're just bringing hatred and violence to, like, the political campaigns and the this and the that, and it's like, she just said, I will never attend, like, a, some crazy rally. If you want to invite me to a peace rally, I'll come to that. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not going to give energy to something that it's kind of why I started this whole conversation on don't give your energy to something that doesn't deserve it find something of course we're going to piss and roll and bitch to a, a really good friend which my friend Christine and my dad get to hear all that but um, for the most part you should really put your energy in, in good stuff who else would be um, a role model God I wish don't you wish there were more out there to pick from because I need them all and they're all pieces of shit um <laughs> trying to think of somebody that I met that I actually wasn't disappointed in. 
God. <laughs> wow, I don't, ha- I don't have any. I, I meet all these people, and I'm like, what? This is what I've been all excited about my whole life, and you're just a quote-down, drunk, you're a loser. I can't think of anybody that I... I met a billionaire once on the plane. He clearly was <laughs> yeah. not on his correct character. He was. He had his chest broke down, and I can tell by his. He said, "How do you know I have money?" I said, "Because I'm looking at your hands, and your hands are impeccable, sir. You're not gay, so there's something <laughs> going on there." And, and anyway, his chest broke down. And I was like, "So what's your secret to being a billionaire? Like, give me, give me some advice." And he said, "Treat everyone like they're dying." I'm like, whoa, that's really powerful. And he said, no, seriously, treat everyone like it's their last day and you'd want to send them off and be good. And I'm like, okay, if you've made billions of dollars with that, that route, then that was pretty powerful. So I didn't know that guy's name. I don't think he told me because he probably didn't want me to stalk him. Um, but that was a big influence on me. And then, you know what? I used to sit next to Don King on the plane all the time. Wow. From Minnesota to L.A. when I was filming and doing movies and commercials and all this stuff. For some reason, I was always on the plane next to Don King. And um, he was a really interesting guy. Even as a little girl, he gave me his phone number. And not in any creepy way at all, but he gave me his number and said if I ever needed to call him for advice or help, that he would take the phone call away. And you know what? I used that a couple times. Wow, that's so, amazing. I don't even know what shady shit he's been involved in, but you know what? With a little girl sitting up in first class was, you know, able to fly on her own. He was pretty cool. Don King. Who knew? I liked his hair. That was all I knew about him. Was that <laughs> it's funny because you hear different stories about other people, but, you know, like you have a good story about Don King, so that's kind of refreshing. Yeah, I, do, I do have a good story about, about a, lot of, a lot of people. Um... It seems as though they treat me very differently than some of the other people. Um, it's probably not, you know what, I don't care. I'll tell the story if anybody wants to offended that. Um, they treated me a lot differently in wrestling as a woman because I didn't act like some of the other women did. So mm-hmm. when you're wondering why people are treating you like a whore and a slut, and I'm not perfect. Oh, my God, I'm no angel. I've made so many mistakes. I've been with so many people that I shouldn't have been. I've, I've cheated. I've, I've, I've been a, a, a terrible person sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but at least I didn't run around, like, flaunting it. Like, I was just three. So, um, you know, there was just some girls, and I won't even say women because I don't think they've figured out what a woman is. Um, again, I am not without flaw. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, don't be a whore. Don't walk around like a whore, because that's what people are going to take you for, a whore. And that's how they're going to treat you, and if you're not in a good hotel, or you're being treated differently, there's going to be a reason why. I'm I'm rough around the edges. I am a great businesswoman, I think, and I think I treat people fairly. And I have to deal with enough garbage and crap that I talk to my dad about, confide in, to say I'm sick of this business and that. I have to deal with that when I'm wearing long sleeves and a nice skirt and heels and a lovely jacket. So if you're already going to be dealing with that, then, you know, you throw in looking like a whore, and that's probably not going to be very good for the mix. So. <laughs> that's so that's true. My, that's my, um, that's my uh, advice on that. 
I think my phone is blowing up with, uh, with Cassidy, Cassidy Riley. He thinks that I am angry at him. And I'm, <laughs> I'm angry at him, I'm not. Cassidy Riley, you better listen to this podcast, dude. You need to take dry sense of humor. <laughs> he thinks I'm legit angry at him. That's oh. funny. Go to go to Facebook and see what we're talking about. That's funny. Oh, oh so, my god. Okay, um, um, can you can you tell me what happened? What was the story? No, I sent out I sent out an email to the Arcadian saying I'm really excited to take all the new shots of you guys next month. Apparently, I misspelled it. Instead of shots, I put shit. <laughs> like he put some big long thing about oh, you're gonna be shitting on us, and you know. So I posted this big thing with his photos, you know, thinking that he would get it about, um, you know, here are your shits and I'll be shitting at Arcadia next month and if anybody needs a photo shit to call me. And he's like screenshotting, thinking that I'm legitimately, see, I am a heel. I am a heel. <laughs> he thinks I'm legit angry. I'm not. I'm not. I don't really get angry about anything. I'm a pretty happy girl. <laughs> oh, speaking of angry girl. I was gonna say, um, speaking of angry girl and a nice girl, how would you describe yourself? Me? Yes. Um, <laughs> kind-hearted but very dry and very sarcastic. I just think that's the only way to go. Uh, I think when you're sarcastic, you can get a chance to kind of say some things you might not normally say because it's quote all in like fun. Yeah. But um, my my mom had a terminal illness growing up and. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, everybody takes them. It's like everybody wants to look big and why, so their Instagram looks better. Um, not because they're annoying. No, the steroids eventually um, knock out your kidneys. And so my mom had this um, this disease, which is now so much better these days. It's controllable and manageable, thank God. But anyway, it thrives on not expressing yourself. And my mom, you know, she was, my mom had when she was 45 years old. She was an older woman out boxed if you didn't have a kid and lived through the depression and lived through hard times and just wasn't ever, it wasn't, you know, you didn't talk about things. You held it in. And I think that eventually um, ended up killing her, that and kidney failure. But I'm just not one to ever hold back. I think there's always a way to kindly express yourself and communicate. You know, um, I think too many people, they're too lazy too much effort to actually confront somebody and, you know, say something that might fix itself or help another person. So I would just say good-hearted. I, I think I'm funny. I try to be funny, dry. Um, I don't know. I'm not wise. I'm weird. I'm weird about taking compliments and things. I'm just kind of like, I'm Midwestern. Like, eh, I, I see the glass overflowing, but when it comes to myself, I see, wow, I've got a lot of improvement here, there, you know, on stage. How I speak, you know, my dad will listen to this interview and say I'm up talking too much or something, and you know, my accent's too thick or whatever. There's just, there's always something to work on. So, um, self motivated? There. These are great questions. Look at you. These are people who have you on and they're drunk. <laughs> Thank you, Goldie. They're I appreciate drunk that. And they're like, 
fall asleep during them. I'm like, wake up, buddy. And then they ask you the same freaking question that they did like two or three times because they're probably like either pleasuring themselves or like playing video games or something that's the normal wrestling interview. Sorry. Did Gershwin tell him I say that report? He's another. He's only great as, as, as you know, as you are great. You're you're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I was gonna ask you, um um like um when you get when you get stopped by wrestling fans, um, are they like all over you or are they very conservative when they see you? What area is this in the supermarket? So we know what area is this. It doesn't matter. The general and laundry mats are where apparently people think I go for sex. If you check my Instagram, there'll be many little fifteen second videos of in fact there was today. Today I was all dressed up and getting ready to go to the airport and get some traveling going and um and people some people thought that I was there to have sex with them. Oh my and God. I wasn't. You know, that's not why I go to the airport. I usually go to fly or to travel or meet somebody, pick them up. But I'm, I'm not usually there for sex or the supermarket. Like, you know, that's where you go and, like, some really old sweats that are stained. You know, maybe there's a hole in the crotch. That, that doesn't mean that's an open invitation. It just means I haven't done my laundry in a while and I'm just slipping out to the supermarket. And I would like to buy the fresh produce in peace. I'm not here for you, but that's the people like, oh, that's what's going on, you know, like, I'm buying a meal, how about you? Yeah, you actually, yeah, so you're actually in a supermarket to buy Colgate, you know? That's why I go, but a lot of people aren't there for that reason, and they are very vocal about it. Sometimes I even get them on video talking to me, behind me, they don't know I'm filming it, but I pull it out a lot, and I found that is, and film people when they just get really obnoxious and say filthy things. It happens all the time. I think it's kind of funny. Again, my Instagram is Goldilocks Rock. I want a lot of comments 
that people actually listen to this show. That's what I'm looking for. And then you'll get a free download. That's it. That's, that's easy. Oh, cool. Oh, you know what? It's in a contest right now. It's really a small contest. And the money that I give away goes up and up and up. People are just like, like, they'll like somebody's boobs or their ass. Like, people will share the living bejesus out of that. But if somebody's like, hey, I have a new show on, on YouTube that's empowering people and teaching women about home improvement, can you go like it? Can you give it a thumbs up? Like, that's really difficult for a lot of people. Because that takes, like, three seconds. So, my YouTube channel is, you don't need no man, that's right, it's Goldilocks, you don't need no man, and I just want people to go subscribe to it, and then, there's a really cool video about some wrestling supporters in my neighborhood that climbed up on my deck and wanted birthday sex, and I told them to get away from my back door that doesn't even have stairs to it, but they, they climbed up drunk, and so I told them that that's true theory in the morning. If they didn't get away from the door, then I was going to shoot them. So needless to say, I wound part of my door. Like, I screamed and completely blasted out. And I was very angry about this because it's winter time. And I like a nice door. So I did a home improvement segment about fixing and re your screen. Why does anyone listening care? Because teachers go leave a comment. Like, hey, I'm listening to you tonight. And let us know that you are. Leave a comment, leave a number one to a hundred. I'm just going to draw for like 50 bucks. Sometimes I draw for a hundred bucks. Sometimes I draw for 500 bucks. This time it's more 50 because I'm having a really hard time getting anybody to like anything of substance. If it was a nude picture of me, I'm sure that everybody would laugh at it and like it just because it's fun to mock me. But I'm just asking for a thumbs up, some sort of funny comment, and a number one to 500, and I'll send you some money. And if it's a wrestling supporter, maybe I'll send you some stuff from the vault because I've got a lot of really fun stuff from the TNA days sitting up in my office. Oh, that's amazing. You don't need no man. Goldilocks. You don't need no man on YouTube. <laughs> Fine. All the guys out there, all the gay guys, we'll be at. How much do I feel, man? <laughs> um, I was gonna ask you too a couple of more questions. Um, as wrestling fans, you heard how come ca- competitive it could be to um earning your spot, making a name for yourself in the industry. And anyone who's ever been in an episode of Beyond Behind the Music knows, like you know, the music business is no cakewalk either. Um, how do you compare the both worlds of wrestling and music? It's the same thing. The same thing. It's wow. the same. Business is the same thing, movies are the same thing, wrestling is the same thing, music is the same thing. Um, if you go to GoldilocksFitness.com, mm-hmm. I can't talk about it, I can just say, if you go there, nose around, there's a couple of different companies I'm involved with, okay? Yeah. And um, that's all I'm going to say, that's all I'm allowed to say, it's all the same thing. And at the end of the day, it is all about how you walk, it is your path, it is your focus. Are you laser focused? Is your eye on the prize? Do you even know what you want? People that are listening right now, do you even know? Have you written down in a journal? That's some phone app bullshit. If you pulled out an old-fashioned journal from Walmart or Walgreens or White Aid and written down, this is what I want. If you haven't even done that, you're not going to get it. You have to start writing it down. Law of Attraction says you have to ask for it. Ask your God. Ask your universe. Ask everybody that 
know, to support and help you. But then just don't sit back on your fat ass and be entitled like all the millennials and think that this stuff is just going to fall in your lap and you're going to walk down and celebrate and open up a bottle of Cristal. That ain't how it works. You have to put in the work. And even if you don't put in the work and you get some deal or something's handed to you on some music game show or some wrestling show, it's not going to last because you haven't done the work. You have to wax on and wax off. And you have to keep the fence. And you have to pay your dues. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're too young and you need to go watch The Karate Kid. Because there's something to be said about knowing and having the experience getting there and being able to understand what a wrestling supporter fan is even going through or wants to see or the psychology of all the predecessors that came before you. What did they contribute? What blood, sweat, and tears did they shed so you even have an opportunity in this business? I didn't know. I was a smug little snotty chick when I was in TNA and Impact. I didn't understand what even went into this. I didn't get it. I had no respect for it at all. Um, I remember one time, like today, it was so put out, sick at me, and he told Jerry Jarrett that, I don't know what he told him, but Jerry came and talked to me. Jerry was very kind about it. He put, he sugarcoated it. But years later, in retrospect, what a piece of shit I was that I was joking around at a table, at a conference, at a meeting, a pre-meeting before the show ever started, and I pissed Mike today off, and you know what? He had every right to be angry with me, because the guy knows his stuff, and he's really talented, and he's really good, and I didn't even understand how good I had it. I didn't even understand what a privilege it was to be sitting at that table, because I was just some, because exactly what I'm saying, I was thrown into this business, didn't know what it was, I wasn't a wrestling supporter for years as far as like really knowing the business. I know I had a few favorites, my grandma did, but I didn't have the respect needed for somebody to have the role that I had. And I can see where some people would have been pissy at me or me or rude, but most of them weren't. There was only a couple people who would, you know, dog me out publicly and they're just so whatever, I don't even care. You know, if you really had a problem with me, you should come to me and say, hey, you're a bitch, or you don't get it, or let me sit down with you and explain some things. And you know what? Um, Alex, no, damn, I can't even think of his name. I'm so tired. I'm going to give you two more minutes if you have it and want it. Um, I can't even think, my God, Eric, Eric Watts. Eric Watts, he really came to me and he helped me with some things. James Storm came to me and he helped me with some things. Eric Skipper. A lot of those guys said, hey, let me take you under my wing. Jerry, uh, oh my God. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Come on. Minnesota guy. Um, why can't I think? Um, Jerry. Not Jeff Jarrett, right? Not Jeff Jarrett. No, long hair, curly. Oh, I'm blanking out. Anyway, um, yeah. uh, he's a total classic. He's from my hometown. He came to me so many times and said, here's something that will help you. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to get, what was my rant off track off of, what was your initial question that you asked me? I went off track. No, well, um, you were just getting on into the the whole aspect of it of the um, people with the Mike Tanay argument and who was there pretty much to help you out. Yeah, but it was before it was before the Mike Tanay argument. Yeah, 
Florida, it was like, uh, oh, what do I think about? How does it compare? All this stuff goes boils down to it's all the same. Anybody's job is the same. You want to be the best doctor, you want to be the best nurse, you want to be yeah. the best marine biologist. Whatever it is, you got to put some work into it. You got to know what it is that you want. Be very, very clear on that. Oh, I just want to be a wrestler. Okay, well that's whatever. Like you need to know what your gimmick is. Draw it out. Go find somebody to help you make some things. Take some pictures in it. Put yeah. up vision boards of yourself in a ring with what your dream opponent is. What's your dream match? What's your like? You have to visualize it. This don't be all fucked. You have to like really put it out there and say. This is what I want. I said the other day out loud what I want right now. What I want is is, a, is some sort of hit TV show, whether it's my own or they, they plug me into something. I don't care as long as it's positive, it's empowering, it's educating, it's funny. I've got great people surrounding me. I don't bust my ass till the day I die promoting that in whatever project I'm involved in. But I said it, and I, I said I want you know this sort of branding to, to blow up, and I, I want this, this, and this, and then... You know, it's like so many packs, people make packs these days with, like, the devil. Or with people that they know aren't good to get in business with. And, you know, as lame as you might think it is, I always just say, hey, God, hey, angels, hey, whoever's out there, hope you're listening, because I'm asking for your help. Like, if you're listening right now and you've got a dream and something that you want more than anything, have you asked for help from your higher power? Have you asked your, your minister or pastor or have you asked your neighbors? You know, I've got this crazy guy down the block that works at the at a certain company, his name's Butch. And the guy's always asking me, like, what can I do to help you? Because I'm constantly talking about what it is I'm speaking. Hey, do you know anybody in the tool company? I'm trying to get a tool endorsement right now. Hey, do you know anybody over at this place? I'm looking for like open your mouth and ask for what you want from everybody under the sun. And don't just have this pipe dream that you think about when you lay your head, you know, on your pillow at night when you're going to sleep. Like, that's, it's all these businesses and all these dreams and things that is cutthroat, but you know what? Everything is cutthroat. And you looked on TV lately, it's like there's a reality show about your butthole. Mm-hmm. I mean, this person cuts hair, there's a reality show about it. This person does tattoos, and there's a reality show about, you know, tattoos, and there's a reality show about I'm going to be the best postman ever, postwoman. It's like everybody out there has competition. It's not just wrestling. It's not just entertainment or music. It's, it's everybody. Everybody does. Even the best Walmart employee. I'm sure there's probably a show about that. You know? <laughs> so it's it's not just limited to, to wrestling and music, even though it's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's harder, though. You know, it's harder to, like, get a wrestling promotion up and running and showcase yourself than it is to, like, here's my song I recorded, or here's a quick little TV sizzle reel I put together. Wrestling is very, very, very hard. I would say, don't backstab people. You know, be good to people because they're going to always be around and it sucks in those locker rooms if you've been crappy to folks and not, not been true and legit. It's so much more fun when you have an established relationship with somebody and there's some elements of trust there, which is hard in any business. Yeah, Give me another question. Yes. Um, what is your own personal model for yourself? You talked about God. You talked about putting your dreams out there in the universe. What is Goldilocks' personal model? Wow. As I talk about God and curse the whole thing. Um, <laughs> you know, 
I, I would just have to side with Yoda. Like, there is no try, only do. Yeah. I think that would be my motto. I would just take it from them. Of course, I'm going to bring Star Wars into the whole thing. But, um, don't, don't, I mean, the whole, like, I'm going to try to do this. Oh, that's, what, you're going to try? You're going to try to have your baby if you're pregnant and you hope it works out? No, you don't. You, that's, that's, uh, I think that's Joel Austin that says something like, nobody, you don't say, oh, my, my wife is pregnant and, oh, we hope the baby you know, works out, oh, we hope that happens, okay, you know, it's like, no, you expect it, you expect greatness, I guess that's another motto, expect the best for yourself, put that out there, like, everybody, expect the best, you know, like I said, the, I think Joel said in one of his podcasts or something, like, you don't hope a baby comes out, you expect it, you go decorate a nursery the best you can if you don't know the sex of the kid, um, everybody prepares and sets up a shower. I mean, that's how your whole life should be. You know, you should just expect that you're the bomb. You should just expect that you're going to have more success than you even know what to do with. And don't worry about how that's going to come about. Just expect it. Command mm-hmm. it. And it will happen. I am living proof. If we had another hour to talk about my horrible life and all the things that have happened to me and the bankruptcy and, you know, the IRS coming and, you know, closing me down and watching my car get repoed and losing my house and having absolutely nothing. I got fired from TNA and I lost my record deal and I lost my publishing deal and I ended up in nowhere, basically. Too proud to tell anybody in my family what was going on. So embarrassed, all because I lent some people some money in Los Angeles. They went bad on the loan. The loan started to go bad. I owed a ton of money, and then all of a sudden the IRS came around and said, you know, you owe all this, and I did it, but I couldn't prove it because my ex dumped all my documents when I left. Oh, my God. And it was just this perfect storm of a mess. I lost everything. I fell flat on my face, but it's the best thing that could have ever happened to me because when you lose all you have, you really realize, like, wow, I'm still okay. And um, there's really interesting people out there that came to my defense and helped me. And I, I mean, I, I moved from Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills, California to Nashville, Tennessee, to a really low-income housing area when all this was happening. And, you know, it was, it was the hookers and the prostitutes and the drug dealers and, you know, all these people that were like, are you hungry? What do you need? You know, I'm like, what? Like, I would have never talked to these people. I would have thought I was better than they were when I was on TV and lived in some penthouse high-rise driving the whatever I could get my hands on. I mean, that was a different life for me. And all of a sudden, I'm in, like, you know, Hermitage, Tennessee, like, with nothing. I went from making big bucks to nothing. And, and, and all of these, these ne'er-do-wells came to my rescue and were my angels. So it's pretty hard for me to ever really judge anybody when... The people that we judge every day, you know, I mean, how many times do you see, like, YouTube videos with, like, some homeless guy being given, like, a pizza, and then, like, somebody comes up and asks for a pizza, and he's the first person to say, oh, absolutely, man, you know, here, let me share with what I have, but yet, so many of us with so much won't get anybody anything. And I'm not trying to come across as, like, righteous or pious. I'm trying to come across as somebody who, as I said, opening statement, is pretty happy, and it's figured out some things the hard way. But anything that I said tonight can actually help somebody, that's what I want to do. I think I'll get out here and sh- shoot and talk shit about 
about everybody, but is that really at the end of the day? Maybe it makes people, you know, laugh and stick their hand down their pants and grab the remote. You know, that's a great night for you. Have fun with that. But <laughs> if you listen to this and, like, you know, possibly still be entertained, but, like, maybe have a little bit of fire to go pursue something that's going to make you happy or make you a more whole person for your partner or put a skip in your step or maybe you're in a better mood for your kids, then my work's done here. That's all I ever want to do is say, you can do it. Like, you really can. Whether it's, you want to be a wrestler, you want to be a worker, run, run to the hills, just kidding. You want to be a band, a musician, run, 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 And, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you want to do, if you put your mind to it and get out that notebook, take, you know, write it down, write it down and command it and expect it and it, it will happen. I'm living, living proof of that. I would be so much more rich had I not gone through bankruptcy. Now I'm just like humble little me, you know, doing my thing, and I know some really great things are in the works. I see, see what I just said? I know some really great things are in the works. Yep. I'm not like, oh, okay, you really hope things work out for me. Nothing like that. Yeah. That's my motto. There's, there is no there is no try, only deal. Okay, and um, what is your greatest regret? My greatest regret was actually... Um, on LinkedIn, I wrote my greatest regret. My greatest regret was when I was Little Orphan Annie off Broadway, um, hearing that some kid wanted an autograph and I was too big for my riches. I was just too important and I wanted to go to some after party or whatever. And I remember leaving the theater and getting into a limousine and looking out the window and seeing this little kid in a wheelchair waiting to see Annie. Wow. And that's my biggest regret. Because who the, who the hell was I? Some fucking kid that got a part in the play. And I wasn't Annie. And that little kid thought I was Annie and waited and went downstairs in a wheelchair and I left. That's my greatest regret. I was 10 years old and I'll never forget that. Um, I have one more that matches that. There's a little girl in our neighborhood who had cerebral palsy and I was so jealous that everybody told her how beautiful she was. Oh, you're so pretty, you're so pretty. You know, she couldn't even move her muscle memory, no muscle skill, out of control. Everybody made such a thought of her glory. And I was so jealous. Thank God, I was seven years old. But I was old enough to know. But at the library, they had a drawing for some doll. I remember Lori wanted that doll. She was just light up when they were talking about the doll. And I, they asked me to do the drawing, and I put my hand in the hat, and I saw her name, and I ditched it. I picked somebody else's so that she didn't get the prize. Wow. I was seven, and I'll never, I'll never forget that either. So I learned really early on what being a piece of shit feels like because I'm, you know, it's, I'm in my late whatever, not forty, and um, <laughs> I think about, I think about that every day. Wow. So again, it all boils down to like being kind to people and doing this. I do the wrong thing like daily, but I do try. I'm not even waiting on that. I do really try to just walk the walk. I screw up constantly. But, um, you know, try to, try to do the right thing. My dad's on my ass all the time. I just do the right thing. Sure, got it. No, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Catholic. Go to hell. Um, but there's something to do. There's something to be said about just the golden rule and doing to others as you, you know, as you would want somebody to do you. And I can't stand flaky people. Like, if you say, that you're going to do something, then do it. 
Yeah. There's no, oh, I forgot, or, you know, what the, you know, what? No, then you do it. If it's somebody's word and their time, sometimes, I've been here, I've lost everything. I've had nothing, I've dug through garbage cans. So somebody's word and somebody's time, for some people, might be all that they have. Respect it. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Um, I really want people to go to my YouTube channel, though. Goldie blocks. you don't need no man. You don't need no man, and, and, and go check out the screen door thing and leave a comment. Mm. And what can they do for you? Where do we go for you? What can, what can the listeners right now do to help you to move you up the ranking um. in Google? Or, like, what, what do you need? They can just listen. They can just support. They can write a comment. They can send me a message and, you know, positive vibes, positive vibes. You know, people could hear us on iTunes, Stitcher, all the, all, all those um, media outlets. That's what I'm looking for. I just wanted you to say it. All right. So that people can listen. Right. Ever know. And well, my... Get your Instagram set up, Mr. You get all that stuff set up. Yeah, definitely. And my final question for you, Goldilocks, is what would the Goldilocks of today tell the Goldilocks of yesterday? Oh, my God. What my dad tells me all the time. Relax. Take it easy. You're still young. That's your fault. There's so much you have to learn. And it's a, it's a quote from Cass Stevens. Cass Stevens um, is a quote there. My birth name and my real name is Moonshadow, and I'm named after that song. And um, the song that I'm quoting is from Father and Son, a song called Father and Son. And it's a father telling the son when the son gets older just to relax and take it easy. And I would tell myself today, why did you worry so much about things that you had no control over and that you can't change? Like worrying is just, it's a death wish. It's a, it's a death sentence. You just shouldn't worry about anything. You should just do the best and know that you're being guided and that there's a very special plan for you. You don't even need to be religious for that. You can just be spiritual and know that there's a very special plan. Be thankful for it and expect it to happen. Great for you. And, um, and don't worry about things that you can't control, especially if there's any ladies listening, even guys. Um, can't sit there and worry about like what your partner is doing, you know, because they're going to do what they're going to do. You just have to be a good support to them and communicate. I'm single, like I should talk. I've known better cat. Um, you should just, you know, trust trust them and so they give you a reason not to. But don't like so many people that I know they just sit and worry about everything. And it, what does that get them? If, if, if you're sitting there worried about other people and you've got too much time on your hands. And you should go back to working on you and doing some things for you and um, working on your dreams. That's basically all I got for you. <laughs> all, all right. Um, plug your, oh, you, you plugged it already, but plug all your social medias. Plug Instagram. Plug anything you want to plug. Uh, you know what? If you're a Twitter, if you're a Twitter person and that's your way of communicating, then find me on Twitter, which is Goldilocks Rock. G-O-L-D-Y-L-O-C-K-S-R-O-C-K-S. Or Goldie Note. That one's a little more tame. Um, yeah. They're about the same content, but everyone's in all the different. They'll split off eventually when I'm on TV. Again, Goldie knows will be the more conservative. Goldie Locks, Rocks will be the more I say what I say. Um, and then Instagram is Goldie Locks, Rocks. And there's a lot of people. That's, that's a little more, not risque. It's just a little more colorful. I don't always share the Instagram audience with like 
Facebook or, you know, the other social media outlets out there. And Facebook keeps shutting down my pages because I um, I hustle too much and they want to monetize that and they want to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. So I've got, um, I've got Goldilocks Rocks, which is just, uh, you know, Facebook page that's got Goldie Nose or Goldilocks fan, and then I've got a fake personal one. If anybody out there can figure that one out, that one's pretty funny. It's a stupid name I came up with. Um, what else was I going to tell you, though? I forgot. It was one other thing. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you, and it's just super important. If anybody out there listening has you know, been entertained in any way, or like, oh, she's an interesting bird. Um, again, this is wrestling, so I'm going to be a little bit more colorful with my choice of vernacular. But go to goldilocksfitness.com and nose around, because there are some opportunities where I always invite, um, I'm building a very huge team in the fitness field. Um, I help people make a lot of extra money, like a lot. And um, that's another conversation, but anybody listening out there, wants to get healthy or wants to make money, you just need to reach out to me because I'm doing this a lot with the music. Like, my whole team that I have with health and wellness and extra money and income is all people that I've met through music and music supporters. And I would love to be able to offer what I do for all my music supporting friends to to wrestling folks, too. So if you're listening and you're just like, hey, I need extra income, find me. I can help. I choose to help you. If you're listening and you're like, um, I want to be a wrestler and I need money for gimmicks and I need money because we don't get paid at indie shows with Jack. Find me. I've got some things that are working. They've been working for a while and I can seriously help you make some extra money. No gimmick. No, like, this is legit. So go to Goldilocks Fitness. Go to the Golden Power team, like Golden Power team. And look at all of the people all across America who I get to work with every day. It's pretty cool. Like, I take who I work with, and we make money together, and we help people, and it's really fun. So if you've been entertained at all by me during this conversation, and like, man, I'd like to, like, know more about her, or wouldn't it be fun to hang out with her or work with her? Well, you can't. So it's just that's a whole other thing. So check it out. I, like I said, you're not allowed to talk about that in print or on the radio or on podcasts. Yeah. Like, I'm totally fitness. Find me. You're an absolute delight. Your parents must be very proud of you. Oh, thank you. You're articulate and very um, intelligent. And what's like? Where's your accent from? Um. Well, my family's from Puerto Rico, so I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. But I, it, it might be my 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 accent is probably because my throat's my voice is a little sore. But. No. <laughs> no, hablas español o sí. portugués? No, español. Okay, sí, sí, that's what I thought. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Muy bien. Uh, mucho gusto. Gracias por tu ayuda. Um, en tu tiempo, en buenos portes. You're a beautiful, beautiful person, and what a, what, a, what a privilege to be on your show. I really, really appreciate you. Anything you need, you shoot me, um, shoot me an email. I'm happy to tell me when this was going to be out, because I will promote the living out of it, I promise. It's fun. That's a great, great thing to do. Oh, you're beautiful, Goldie. I appreciate that. Thank you so much.